In this episode, we delve into the eerie world of haunted amusement and theme parks. Come at me, bro. I delivered that line flawlessly and you now <laughs> messed it up. No, it's not messed up. You still get to continue. I had the flow. I know. We'll see if that was uh, true. Where the line between thrills and supernatural chills become blurred. Join us as we navigate through the spectral landscapes of both well-known and hidden gems in the realm of amusement park hauntings. From the famous ghostly tales that have echoed through the decades to the lesser known, yet equally haunting corners of entertainment, prepare to embark on a journey that transcends the boundaries of mere roller coasters and Ferris wheels. Ooh, yeah. Brace yourself, for laughter has been replaced by ghostly whispers, and the excitement of the rides is intertwined with the mysteries of the afterlife. Ooh. We'll see you on the inside. You are now entering the realm of the Freaky Deaky, an unsuspecting stop at the crossroads of fantasy and reality, where the frayed edges of make-believe seep into this cookie-cutter, white-picket world you've been led to believe is far from extraordinary. What you're about to hear are true stories. <clears throat> Alleged true stories. Christian, just... <sighs> okay. Tales of the strange and inexplicable thought only to exist in film and folklore. Although difficult to accept, we do not know everything about this reality, about time or space, what lies beneath the ocean's depths. And try though we might, the unchanging truth remains. There are some things we legitimately cannot explain logically. on the inside scott where'd all the mirrors go oh i took them down after last episode i know you're leo and you love staring at your own reflection but i was like no not in the studio no more no more you know i stepped into your restroom just before we did this episode and i looked in the mirror and the reflection looking back at me didn't look right it was uncanny my hair was going the wrong way he said i'm looking at the mirror so anyway welcome back to the show folks as promised, this week we're diving into haunted amusement parks. Doesn't that sound amusing? It does. So if you're new to the show, we ask one thing of you, and that is that you listen to the episode. If you enjoy what you hear, you rate and review wherever you're listening. We're trying to get those uh, reviews up. It really does help us spread the word about the show, and it gives us just that little confidence boost to keep on going. Now that we don't have any mirrors in here. Yeah. I need the confidence he boost. He does. He really does need the confidence boost, folks, and your reviews will do that for him. If you want to get in touch with us or, or talk to us or give us episodes, ideas or discuss episodes or whatever go ahead and join the facebook group it is available on our facebook page can you believe it at freaky deaky pod same handle can be found for instagram and pretty much everything across the board minus tiktok that is at tft paranormal be sure to subscribe on youtube at freaky deaky pod as well we are working on a lot of really cool stuff and if you're a fan of the show and you want more free content you're going to want to subscribe on youtube or we have a youtube show called sleep with the lights on that comes out every other friday and it's a doozy and it's a fun one and if you like the mirror episode there's a mirror episode <laughs> of sleep with the lights on coming out that may already be out by this point i don't know because this is the past or the future or both time is flat circle 
there and we're back cool sending your stories to the gang at thefreakydeaky.com we are inching closer to another listener story episode so if you want to be a part of that send in your stories now to make sure that they get included in that episode if not it'll be on the volume six i believe is what we'll be on at that point pretty soon we're going to be like uh what is that music record that came out this is music or this is oh no that's what i call music and it's volume 99 that's what i call paranormal listener stories volume four um, that was a fun fact. That was actually the idea for, I had a conspiracy show idea where the title was, now that's what I call conspiracies. And the album artwork I designed it to look exactly like those, now that's what I call music albums. But that's beside the point. That's years ago now. Remember we, that back when conspiracies were fun to talk I about? I do remember that. Before you said anything on a podcast and you got one star ratings from people calling you shills of the Illuminati or something. You're like, hey, that no, doesn't sound accurate. That's only 50% accurate on this show. That's true. That's true. We got to be shills of someone. Why not the Illuminati? Anyway, that's, that's how enough, we bring uh, you the good content. We got the connections. That's right. That's very true. And that's enough of me rambling and Christian saying stuff like, Bro. So let's get into the episode, huh, Christian? What do you got for us? I have. I thought we went over this. A nice small one. Haunted amusement parks. Yeah. Well, I was saying, what do you got for us? As in, hey, how about you? Get get rolling? Yeah, get rolling, man. I, got, I did all the hard stuff. Should I break up with my boyfriend because he met a 400-year-old vampire? Christian, that's not anything remotely close to haunted amusement parks, and I'm tired of you sidelining this this entire episode. It's actually your fault. You're the one that woke me up at five in the morning. Anyway, so looking into these stories, Mm -hmm. there actually weren't as many first-hand accounts as I thought there'd be, so we're going to do a couple of, a few of those, Mm -hmm. and then we're going to do some, some, take a trip to some different theme parks, amusement parks. A couple you may know, a couple you may not, like the uh, Gulliver Gulliver's Travels one. I never knew that was a thing. Well, either did I until right now. Well, we'll get to that one in a little bit. But for now, we're going to start with a story I call Loki Possession. Loki Possession? Question mark. This one's by Papa Fisher. Thanks, Papa. A few years back during my junior year of high school, I was in a tourism class at my vocational school. Oh, it was a really loud straw. That's my bad. It won't happen again until I drink again. I gave Scott the look he always gives me when I do that shit. It was a lot of fun, honestly. Me and my buddies got to go on trips while others were stuck in class. Losers. In mid-October 2017, we went to Pipestem in Pipestem, West Virginia. The first day was pretty standard as far as a trip can go. Me and the guys had our own cabin out in the woods, and the girls had the same accommodations. The next day, though, things got weird. Oh, yeah. Because the guys and girls had the same accommodations, and they're teenagers. Is my boyfriend a demon? When you say it, it sounds like a, like, on, on this week's Maury Povich. I know. Well, that, that was the whole idea of me doing that, is I take your cadence and I amplify it by 10 to make it theatrical. Your boyfriend is not the demon, and then he runs around yelling and screaming and gets in her face and flips her off. And <laughs> take that. Like, I don't know. That was a little demonic. And we wonder where society ended. Anyway, we were bored in our cabin the following night, so we decided to head to Lake Shawnee. It was an amusement park built on an Indian burial ground that operated back in the early 1900s. It was shut down in the late 60s, I believe after a child drowned in the lake. We waited till after dark and then headed over there because it was only like a 10 minute drive. We're laughing the whole way over there, just acting like dumb teenagers. As soon as we pulled near the tree line, the park played just beyond something felt off all the joy was sucked out of me i just felt like we weren't welcome there Uh the park has two attractions the ferris wheel and the swings basking in the full moon 
the park looked hauntingly beautiful. At this point, we're still being shithead kids, and I decided it's a good idea to take a seat on one of those swings. We hang around for 20 more minutes, but just as we're leaving, I feel a burning sensation on my lower back, like someone had just pressed a hot iron against it. Ignoring it wasn't helping as it just intensified the scorching pain. I tell my buddy to pull out a flashlight and check out my back. And the hey, brother, check out my back. And what does the brother say? Come at me, bro. <laughs> Let me check out that back, bro. Uh, I was going to be like, just bro, but okay. Bro, check out my back. Yeah. Sure enough, there's three distinct claw marks ran the length of my lower back. Mm. It made all the hairs on my body stand up. I felt like something was there hovering over me like a dark cloud. We get back to our cabin and the scratches are nowhere to be seen at this point, but I wasn't feeling any better. I felt like I was a, a passenger in my own body, like I was in third person, or something malevolent. I could feel it, but I was tired beyond belief at this point, so I go to our room and crash on the bed. At about 3 a.m. that night, one of my buddy calls from the living room, his voice trembling. Me and my other two buddies in the room go to check on him. The front door was wide open. He looked gaunt, drenched in sweat as I felt only a couple hours earlier. He explained he was fast asleep on the couch when he felt a cool breeze across his face. Sitting up and seeing the seemingly endless wilderness outside our cabin. We were all shook pretty bad as we had locked the front door and all of us stayed in our rooms for almost the entire night. I didn't believe in all this ghost bullshit before this happened, but something followed me back from Lake Shawnee. Something evil, perhaps even ancient. Ooh, that was a little demonic. Just a little. I have, and I have some background information on Shawnee Park, so. Cool. Yeah, I'm glad you shared that with me and not our listeners by talking away from the microphone. I have some background information on Shawnee Park here for you. Very nice. I was kind of letting you know. Before the listeners. Yeah, so I could take a drink of my coffee. A little wink. You're like, hey, Scott, I got some background information. Hey, don't tell the listeners. This isn't for them. First one's free. So Lake Shawnee Amusement Park is a failed West Virginian amusement park that found its roots in the 1920s. And as we said, it's it's supposed to be on a Native American burial site. Never a good sign. Yeah. We all know poltergeists. Tragedy has been a part of this area for a long time. It is a place where in 1883... When Mitchell Clay was the first, first European settler in the area, and he decided it was time to go to town. The Shawnee tribe that lived there surrounded his home, where three of his children were working in the fields. Bartley, Tabitha, and Ezekiel, and Ezekiel did not survive. I won't go into the details of how, because... Because that sounds boring as hell. It's... No, it's tragic. It's like, uh, might not pass some of the filters. Ah, yes, of course. If I use certain words. Racial slurs, no doubt. No, hmm. no. Violent words. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clay and the other settlers brought out the pitchforks as most who had lost so much would have. Tragedy was extended when they attacked several Native Americans. And you can probably figure out what they did again. Hmm. Travel Channel calls it one of the most terrifying places in America. Wow, Travel Channel, huh? It is a place where you might hear footsteps, the laughter and crying of children, maybe even some chants. And the swings tend to move without wind or manipulation. A little girl died on the swings and a boy drowned in the pond. All told, roughly six visitors ceased to exist during the amusement park's brief history. I don't know, man. Let's go. 
What do you think the um, cause of, you know, these types of hauntings was? Like, what do you think the, the sole purpose or if there was one thing that was responsible for it, Christian, what do you think that would be? One of the brown women. Wow. Hot takes. Wow. It, was, it was close to that. Though. Okay. One of the brown women. Wow. That, that was a button Scott pushes. for. Was there anyone else? A dark man. <laughs> okay. Christian, maybe just the next story then, because that's a little demonic. He was also brown. But he'd been in the sun a little bit more. Yeah. Either way, you can't build on an Indian or a Native American burial ground without one of the brown women. That's not what I was going to say. Okay. Anyway, yeah. we're going to move on. Continue, please. We're going to go to Six Flags, New Orleans. We're going to Six Flags? Yeah. Oh, for the podcast. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Six, yeah, yeah. Six Flags, New Orleans. And this is after Katrina. That's actually the title. Six, Six Flags, New Orleans after Katrina. Gotcha. Thank you for clarifying. It has been almost 20 years since Hurricane Katrina devastated New Orleans, along with most of the surrounding area. 1,800 perished, along with 400,000 residents being left homeless. But this isn't about that. It's about Six Flags. So Six Flags had a theme park originally. It kind of is about Hurricane Katrina, too. I'm wrong. So anyway, Six Flags had a theme park originally that was formerly known as Jazzland. Wow. Not a great name. Jazzland. Jazz hands. Much better. Hmm. As the area braced for Hurricane Katrina, the park put up a note on its large sign near the entrance that read, View my large sign. Close enough. <laughs> Closed for storm. And that little note would be there for more than a decade. Wow. Because it never reopened. Closed for eternity. Someone should have written over it. Mm -hmm. As Katrina moved on, Six Flags New Orleans would ease into its new life as a theme park styled ghost town. It was submerged in four to seven feet of flood water for more than a month after Katrina. Jeez, that's a lot of water. Yeah. Turned it, into a water park. It became the largest abandoned theme park in America. While there are no known reports of ghost sightings, it still fits into the haunted category. Oh yeah. The US Sun says, creepy statue of clowns, which makes it haunted for, from right there. We don't even need to go yeah. on. End of discussion. Creepy statue of clowns, got it, haunted. Yeah. But there's also mermaids and Mardi Gras figures that now lay broken and dirty, having been left to rot over the years. From nolaghost.com, long after the park's closure had long been, had been a... Something about the park's closure, it seems yeah. like, huh, Christian? This one I just cut and pasted, so this writing isn't on me. The laziness is, though. No, it's not. It's written wrong. Mm -hmm. Long after the park's closure, clo long after the park's closure... It had been a place where thrill seekers and paranormal fanatics would visit simply for its abandoned bu buildings. Many who have visited the abandoned, uh, the abandoned park have reported having eerie, uneasy feelings at the sight of the dead silence. One visitor recalled saying that it was like traveling back in time and being the only one there in that time period. Others have reported hearing random sounds of metal clanging and phantom noises. And there's even a fun fact to this. I doubt it, but let's hear it. Batman the Ride was said to be the only ride left undamaged by Hurricane Katrina. The hero we need. Yeah, that checks out. It's kind of weird. How does an entire ride go undamaged? Is it like hidden under? Is there like some kind of shield, like a big wall or something that maybe I can? The only thing I can think is, especially with the way those storms are, sometimes, and we probably see it out here because it's pretty windy mm -hmm. where we live. Yeah. And like something will blow away and then next, like not too far away, something lighter is just still sitting there. And you're like, how did that blow away? But not that. Yeah. 
And you, there's no explanation. It's just maybe the, the storm patterns or the yeah. little wind patterns. And the wind was like, you know what? Fuck that fence, but that chair is fine. Or certain, in this case, the Batman the Ride was looked over by the, the, the spirit of Bruce Wayne's parents, no doubt. Exactly. Mm. Let me protect my child's ride. And it was a hell of a ride. I will. No, it's fine. Why not? Hey, I did lyrics last song, last episode. It's last your song. Yeah, the last song we released. Our band is coming out with a new EP soon. Yeah. Last Christmas. I did. I honestly, gave you my. Oh. I wanted to rewrite, because it's been a really long time since I recorded music. I wanted to rewrite a bunch of Christmas songs with like cryptid information in there, like Bigfoot and Dogman and all that weird shit, and then just record very serious songs about them and use them. And at the end of the show sometimes. But now that you've said that, you can't leave that in the episode because one of one of our friends will use that. Oh, Belief Hall? Maybe not them. No, they already do write oh. songs. Like they haven't I don't know if they've done it for a while. I, I'm still like six or seven episodes behind on their catalog. But yeah, they're very good audio engineers and very good musicians as well, apparently. So well, at least John. I don't know about the others. So I was like, if I do this, is this also me ripping off Belief Hall? But I've been writing music since I was sixteen, so suck on that, Belief Hall, all right? So Pew, 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 pew. Just kidding. I love you guys. I've been writing music all my life, too. I only sing it in front of the mirror at amusement parks. That's what Michael Jackson did as well. In their bathrooms. The one with the troughs. Wow. Not the individual urinals. Well, come at me, bro. Yeah. I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. I haven't been to the troughs. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure they still do. They just treat men like cattle anyway. Like, yeah, get in there, pee in this big old bucket. I mean, life is much simpler if... They run if us like peeing in a bucket. Yeah. Well, no, if they run us like cattle, because we get confused if it if wow. you get over. Wow. Get to we we like Wow. Hmm. Simpletons. Okay, next story is called Orbs at the Lagoon. Did you say orbs and legumes? W- orbs at the lagoon. Okay, gotcha. I was like, orbs and beans, man. Interesting choice. I'm working on a rap song with beans. Yeah, he's gonna drop his his diss track <laughs> soon. <laughs> Check out my SoundCloud. Anyway, this one's by Ill External 4276. Beautiful. I've had a paranormal experience in Pioneer Village in Lagoon Amusement Park. My dad told me the place where the carriages are is haunted. So when I was a teenager, a few of my friends and I went down there and we were being dumb teenagers, which also was the earlier story, right? Well, in general, that is the vibe I get from most teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. That, that time I went and parked my car at a in a, at a graveyard with my friend, we were dumb teenagers. So yeah, I think pretty much anywhere that you say we were teenagers, you could also say we were dumb teenagers. And we're not calling you teenagers dumb. We're just saying when you look back on your life, you're like, oh, that was dumb mm-hmm. on stuff that you did when you were a teenager. Yeah, it's not you're dumb. It's just some of the things it's just we that do right now. You're dumb. No, and that's okay. Those are Scott's words. You can be dumb. Hey, guess what, guy? It does dumb. And it I does. have a business and a podcast, and it's great. All right. Yeah, let us. We're here to tell you, youngins, you'll always be dumb. Yeah, you idiots. We never, <laughs> we never grew out of it. Yeah. So anyway, you can, now it, <laughs> you can tell by the economy, our parents didn't grow out of it either. True. And now it's your problem. So fix it. A few of my friends and I went there, and we were being dumb teenagers and decided to take photos sitting in the carriages. It's totally not allowed. And and in almost all of the photos, there were orbs of light around us. That same day, we were in the area near closing time. Closing time. As soon as I saw that, I knew. (laughs) There was absolutely nobody else in the village. We all of a sudden sudden heard what sounded like hundreds of voices talking and walking past us. The air was also super thick and musky. 
almost Ooh, like yeah. we could see particles in the air. What's so eerie and creepy is that years later, none of us have any of the photos on our phones anymore because it's years later, my theory. Hmm. There is there is only one photo left of me, and it's the one that doesn't have orbs. And we've had over 20 photos. We had over 20 photos with orbs in them. I still sometimes search my camera roll, hoping I'll come across them, but they've totally disappeared. This is the only paranormal experience I've ever had where I was fully conscious, not falling asleep or waking up from a dreamlike state. So it fully spooked me. That's kind of weird. The government came in and deleted those photos. And they don't even have to come into your house anymore. That is true. I wonder what the correlation is with electronics and spirit activity. There's, I've heard that specific tale before where it's like, yeah, we had these pictures and now suddenly they're gone. I, I attribute it to bad photography. Hmm. I'm not a great photographer, but I don't get orbs. I don't know why other people do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Like we've made fun of people to see orbs a lot on the show. A lot of sometimes, most of the time, it's probably just a weird light reflection. Reflection, sure. Maybe not always. Sometimes I'll leave it out there that sometimes oh. it can be unexplainable. Yeah, but most of the time it's just a, a mistaken in taking the photograph. I'm in a dusty basement and surrounded by ghosts. Mm, I don't think so, friend. But no, we have actually had a few. I know Paul has sent in a story with orbs and stuff like that that was actually pretty fascinating. So I've heard stories that are actually feel like they have some credibility behind them and not just people in basements taking pictures of what they think are ghosts, but are actually dust. But yeah, I mean, something like this, same situation. If if I could see those pictures, I'd probably believe them. I wouldn't think it was just dust or something like that, you know? I've seen credible orbs. Mm -hmm. This feels like it's going in like a ha-ha gotcha direction. I uh, know I have, but uh, I was also... Under the influence. Yes. Yes. So it's hard to say whether those were true orbs or just subconscious orbs. Under the influence of skepticism. That's the name of your show. That's, back then, that's your new show. That is a good one, though. But back then I did not, I was not a skeptical individual. This is pre-X-Files wow. even. And I was all in when X-Files was out. Of course. The bees, yeah. Kill them all. I mean, no, don't kill, kill them, them all. all. Yeah. I wonder, wonder what that was like to be around you when you believed in all this stuff. I must have been... Such a more entertaining podcast. I doubt it. I don't think people would like, we'd just be like every other podcast if that was the case. Oh, successful? <laughs> so you're saying oh, I'm yes. the reason we're not successful? I'm not Is that what saying you're saying? That, but when Ian takes over your seat. I don't like the way this conversation's <laughs> going. We're just going to play. We're going to do like an A-B test on it and see what works, you know? And I'll bet Christian, you're out. And you just get to sit there with no mic. <laughs> You'll sit in the other chair. Just Do you have Ian's a address? I'll go pick him up. Um, I don't have it exactly. And it feels like he might get lost on the way back if I gave it to you. So I mean, it is Alaska and we're in the Alaska Triangle. That is I true. I could lose him and we could do an episode on it. Wow. You hear that, Ian? Ian? No. Yeah. <laughs> Are you out there? No. It's fine. Anyway, let's get back to amusement parks. And Before we move on from Ian, I want you to push that certain br button right there. Come at me, bro. Should I break up with my boyfriend because no. he met a 400-year-old vampire? No, not that one. Pubis says... No, not that one either. Bro. Come on, man. One of the brown women. Come at me, bro. There you go. Yeah, that's... Drowned. That's for Ian. <laughs> anyway. Your first question, Ian, was, should I break up with my boyfriend because he met a 400-year-old vampire? I mean, you can't really compete with a 400-year-old vampire, especially if you made good investments. That's true. And had proper skin care. Wow. Yeah. Even more important. You're right. Yep. 
Okay, we're going to go to Japan for a little bit. And this is where we're going to visit briefly. Gulliver's Kingdom. It's in Japan? I would not expect that. I would not. Ex- wow. I mean, it was kind of weird anyway, but you could see it maybe in certain places in America. And you're like, oh, okay. It's like the Paul Bunyan places in Minnesota. But yeah. when you hear Gulliver's Kingdom in Japan, I was a little confused. And you can tell just by the way this starts out. This place seems strange. <laughs> well, with you so far. Yeah. It was a $350 million theme park based on the Jonathan Swift book. That, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's some dedication to Gulliver's Travels, I'll tell you what. <laughs> and this was $350 million, not yesterday, which you're like, that's still yeah. expensive. But you go back to when it was built, you're like, that's way expensive for yeah. that time period. You might have overpaid. Yeah. It was doomed to fail. Yeah, I could have told you that. And that's not the interesting part about this place. It's where it's located. And maybe that's to blame for its demise. And I'm going to apologize now because I'm about to try to say a Japanese word. It's the Aoki Gara. No, the Aoki Gahara Forest. Yeah, I think you got that right. And it's right next to the park. The forest is better known as, I don't know how to say this. I think you're going to have to bleep part of this out. Racial slurs again? No. Hmm. It, the forest is better known as the forest. Yeah, we talked about this in the Haunted Forest episode, the Okigahara. It's yeah. actually in the forest? It's right next to this place. Okay. I was like, that seems like a really weird location. I was like, how do I put that in there without using that word? I put the Lo- Logan Paul Tone Deaf Forest. Hmm. That would be an interesting rebrand. <laughs> and sponsored by Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Which Scott won't let himself I know I rip off any label that I have. If, <laughs> if we're filming videos and I'm drinking a prime, I'm like, yeah, this can't go. Okay. It's considered the second most popular place to end your story behind San Francisco's Golden, Golden Gate Bridge. Wow. That's the forest. People are Googling. What's the best place for me to end my story? Last chapter of a book, obviously. But sometimes people want a sequel. So you better stick around. Not for these folks. It's closing time. Moving on to the end a little bit more. Skipping your little reference. Wow. Also in the area was the Doomsday Cult Om Shinrikyo. I've never heard of that. Can you pronounce it again? No, because it's <laughs> the it, it auto check auto correct auto corrected it, but it's Om Shinrikyo. Nailed it. Or close enough. But either way, they would carry out the sarin gas attacks on Tokyo's subway on March twentieth, nineteen ninety five, that took the lives of thirteen. And they had a chemical production facility nearby. That the visitor had the visitors complaining to the park about the chemical smell. Are they making meth over there in that forest? Is that available at any of the kiosks, perchance? Yeah, it's been a long trip. I need to stay awake from my kids. That's right. So anyway, I mean, there's not too much as far as like the haunting part, but just that weird area. Yeah. That two sinister, I guess, occurrences. Yeah, right there. It makes you wonder if certain areas are like, uh, maybe you shouldn't build. The ground is tainted. Yeah. Gulliver's Kingdom. I know. What a strange in this location. Part of Japan. Was that like the only land of that size that they could get? Because it seems like, especially in that area, that is such a well-known, like bad juju place that it's, unless you're like, you know what? We need to bring some joy to this area. Let's put up Gulliver's Kingdom. You know what though? Maybe back then it wasn't, it wasn't so notorious because the doomsday cult yeah maybe hadn't been there yet or they they hadn't been become known because they hadn't carried out their attack sure yeah and then you know the the forest has become popular in probably the last 10 years or 20 probably closer yeah, to 20 now closer to 20 probably so 
Either way, to us, like, maybe. But, like, locals, you think it wasn't a big deal locals? I don't know. I mean, sometimes when they're like, we're going to build this $350 million thing, and it's going to bring money into the economy. And it's a little demonic. That little uh, restaurant you have down the road, you're going to be rich. There you go. Because that's what they do. That's what those land developers do. They make it sound all cool. We bought this cheap piece of property. We just need a theme park. The guy down at the end of the table, I'm reading Jonathan Swift. How about Gulliver? Yeah. Everyone's like, well, that sounds like I can't lose. Maybe all the Americans will come see it. Yeah. All the Americans are like, oh, I wasn't really a huge fan of Gulliver's Travels, actually. So I'll stay over here with Six yeah. Flags. Speaking of Six Flags, the next little bit is called Return to Six Flags. The next little bit. You guys hear that? And this is from Root KRP. Sounds like a radio station. Well, yeah, that was KC. I can't remember the, the, we're missing a letter, but I just saw their memes all over the place because of the Thanksgiving day. WKRP Cincinnati. That's what it was. There you go. One of my parents' shows back in the day. Wow. We're going to Six Flags Magic Mountain, which we're kind of familiar with. Mm -hmm. While stocking up one of the carts from within an unused empty, empty location, I had an unexplainable experience. The location I was in used to be a restaurant that served pizzas. Pizza. It's called La it was called Laughing Dragon near the Superman, if you're familiar with the park. Hmm. I think Superman was built after I was there last time. I don't remember. I never went on Superman because it was way too creepy. The <laughs> idea of just being thrown up in the air. Yeah. Hmm, no, I'm good. Let me tell you, researching this podcast, I came across some stuff that happened at amusement parks. I'm like, nah, that's not really our, our genre. Pretty dark. But one of them was like, you know the ninja ride at Magic Mountain where you kind of sit in it and your feet hang down? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. Got his feet cut off. That's only part of it. A guy had lost his hat or something, so he went and it got stuck up on a fence, so he went to retrieve it as the cart was going by. Lady kicked him off wow. with the head. I think I remember that story. That and is... shattered her leg. I'm like, yeah, what a I way to go. I remember that. That was, yeah, there's a lot of really big horror stories at these amusement parks, man. It's not yeah. always amusing. Yeah, I was a little traumatized on a couple of them because I don't like reading that kind of stuff. But yeah, that was, I was like, ooh, how do you explain that to your family? Your dad went out this way. He really loved that hat, though. Yeah, I told him to throw it out. I even threw it out myself, but he dug it out of the trash can. And she really loved those legs. Anyway, we're making fun of tragedy. We apologize to all that are affected with yeah. our bad humor. I think we've pretty much narrowed down our audience to a bunch of degenerates anyway, so I'm sure they're fine with it. We're the good kind, though. It's empty and void of life and only gets used on occasion for maybe some training, and that's that restaurant that he was talking about. The tables that were used for the restaurant were stacked up upside down on one side of the room. Tables were heavy concrete top tables and would take two guys to move them. I think we're familiar with amusement park yeah. cement tables. Upon entering the location and beginning my inventory, I felt uneasy and chalked it up to being tired and creeped because it was late. To get to the stock room, you have to pass by the dining area with tables, and I did so without incident. After counting our overpriced ice creams, I turn around to head out the way I came and look up. What met me as I turned around the dark corner freaked me out. Right there, blocking my exit, were three tables sitting right side up and lined up obstructing my path. I called out if anybody was there and was met with silence. I simply turned around and ran to the back of the entrance and left the building from from there. And all of our overpriced ice creams? Well, they melted. Or were eaten by the demons. That's oh, what man. they were there for. Hey, treat yourself. Yeah. Wow. They don't have ice cream in hell. They got to go on vacation for that. And where do demons go to vaca vacation? Six Flags Magic Mountain. California. A lot of people would probably say that. Mm -hmm. 
Afterwards, I explained to a co-worker how I was alone up there and heard absolutely no one how the heavy as hell tables got moved and flipped so swiftly and silently. I was then later told that a little boy with a heart condition ran all the way up the hill racing his friends and essentially dropped dead right in front of that restaurant, probably 10 feet from where the incident occurred. And the real kicker was he was known for moving concrete tables. As kids will. I hate closing time now. Well, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. So I've always hated this one or hated closing time. (laughs) Thank you very much. I don't really have a good title for this next one, but I threw it in there and I wrote this one is to give Scott the willies. Wow. I love receiving willies. Thank you. Christian, give me the willies. Okay. I'm a former theme park worker. I was working the haunted house and about 20 minutes before closing, this really creepy guy showed up and asked to go in. And I said, yeah, because that's what you do with creepy guys. You let them in. Especially 20 minutes before closing at a theme park. My guy, by the time you get to the first ride, it's going to be four minutes before closing time. This is just to go into the haunted house. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. He had a really glazed look to his eyes and was wearing a red and white striped shirt and overalls and spoke in a really high-pitched falsetto. Can I come into the haunted house, please? Okay, I was like, what does that sound like? Thank you. Uh I feel better. Oh, sounds like Mickey. Yeah, classic. Well, 20 minutes later, he hadn't exited the haunted house yet, and it usually took about five minutes to walk through. At the end of my shift, I had to go in and walk through the haunted house by myself, which is already really scary for me, but made it even scarier because I knew the guy was still in there. I decided to suck it up, and I walked in trying to be confident, but only about a quarter through, I heard him talking to himself up ahead in a really creepy voice saying stuff like, it's scary. No, it's not. I just imagine that Mm -hmm. in like Gollum's voice. Let me out of this haunted house, bitch. (laughs) That's Mickey's voice. Freaked out, I turned around and ran out and got my manager and asked him to walk through the haunted house for me. In that time, the guy must have left because when me and my manager walked through the haunted house together, he was gone. So kind of an anticlimactic story. Yeah, until you find out he actually is part of the haunted house now. Did they have mirrors? Well, I mean, who's to say? But most likely. Yeah, because the one at Disneyland has mirrors. Mm-hmm. Well, at least they appear to be mirrors until you look in them. The last time I went to a haunted house, I used my friend Jenski as a human shield. So that, that, sh- that tells you right there the level of masculinity that I'm working with at these locations. Which is why you guys probably need to support us in doing weird YouTube videos, because it would be, at the very least entertaining yeah scott makes fun of my of my speech i will my take speech him, <laughs> i will take him to a haunted house and make him pee his pants i literally at the end of it there's like a man in a gorilla suit and he's like in a cage or whatever and shaking the cage and says like oh, throw him food and, and then the cage drops and he chases you out of the thing and i knew the second i saw him like uh-uh and i just like straight up walked my ass right out there I'm like nah i ain't waiting for that door to drop son do you, do you realize this stuff's fake yeah, but see, part of it is when you know you're going to get freaked out to like kind of jump it. You're like, no, 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 I'm not going to get freaked out. I know what you're going to do. I'm going to leave before this happens so that I save myself both embarrassment and shame. The fact that you had to leave and then admit it later on a podcast is probably more embarrassing. Maybe. Yeah. It was a fun, it was in Vegas. It was a fun haunted house. It was like the the something brothers. I don't remember the ring, Ringley, Rayleigh. Who cares? But the Ringling Brothers or Barnum and Bailey. I think it was the Ringling, but I don't remember. It was like three consecutive haunted houses. One, you had to sign a waiver. 
saying that if anything happened to me, it's my fault. And that is where Satan's mistress electrocuted my nipples. So <laughs> fun times, fun times indeed. Yep. Not going back to that one. I think you just segued into another story. Oh, it's you like have a story a about someone getting their nipples electrocuted no. by Satan's mistress? No, no but okay. we're going to Vegas. Gotcha. Circus, circus. Hey, if you were wondering, my nipples never recovered from that, so. Who's would? Keep the demons away from true. your nipples. That's very true. That's like. That's going to be a fun soundbite. My nipples never recovered. <laughs> this one's from Sahara812. First off, yes, I know it isn't the nicest hotel in the, on the strip to stay, but I was there with a friend and their family. The first night, everything, and, and the reason I add Circus Circus, because it kind of has that amusement park vibe to it. Sure. Even well, though it's a casino. It's a clown show. It's, yeah. Let's be honest. It's fucking. Oh, yeah. who, well, I thought we weren't talking politics. Wow. <laughs> Where's the drum roll? Roll. <laughs> the first night, everything was normal, except the second night when my friend and I took over the suite. Their two family members has used the first night. They had to take off early to leave, but they booked their room for two nights. The first thing was that in a suite, there's always another room attached by a door. We've established that in our Hotel Manger episode when we I just talked about the same thing. If you have any more layout questions about hotels and how they operate, go check out that episode. Very fascinating stuff, <laughs> bro. But this instance was weird. The door into the other side of the suite was locked. We looked under it because we thought we heard a noise coming from it. Mind you, we were at the end of the hallway, so there were no other rooms connected to ours other than what was supposed to be the extra suite room. So I looked under the door like a creeper. That part's my, I added that in. And it, and it looked like no one had been in there to clean up in ages. From what I could see, dresser doors, drawers were partially opened and astray. There was a shampoo bottle on the floor and what almost looked like rat droppings. Hot. It looked like the room hadn't been touched in a long time for whatever reason. I got sort of excited because I know Circus Circus is very haunted. The part of our room had two beds, so my friend took one and I took the other. This person took the bed facing the weird door. Everything had been normal all evening. We were mostly out exploring the hotel and the casino area. When we And when we came to bed, I looked under the door that should have been accessible to our room. And to my surprise, more of the drawers had been opened and some shut. We both thought it was super strange seeing as our room was at the end of the hallway. This door from our main room was the only access to it. Homeless man. <laughs> Homeless man got into your extra suite room and is living there. We'll see if you're correct. We carried on and got ready for bed when around 2.45 a.m. I was abruptly woken by my blankets being yanked up over my legs and there was a shadowy figure. I thought it was my friend playing a prank on me. I immediately turned on my bedside light, come at me, bro, and saw my friend was sleeping. I woke him up and told him what happened and we were both pretty freaked out. I know reports of ghost yanking blankets off people have been reported at this hotel and I had, had, a, I, and I had a hard time going back to sleep after. I noticed when we had first came back into the room the, this night, I felt a darker energy. It's always easy to feel that darker energy after the fact. Hell yeah. Especially after a day at Circus Circus. Yeah. I'm very sensitive to the par paranormal and have had more experiences than I can count. So a friend of yours. I heard some scratching noises coming from the other room, which also delayed my sleep. I ended up taking a nice little edible to go back to bed. I did. Ah, uh, yes. I didn't read that part of the story. That's not always smart to do when you're when you're worried about demons in your hotel yeah. room. Yeah. If you're sensitive to this stuff, maybe you know, lay off the edibles. Yeah. Because you never know. We woke up the next morning and discussed what had happened the night before, and it was pretty exciting. 
as creepy as it was. And they say it's definitely one of the more haunted hotels on the Strip. Have you heard that before? I have not. No, I've heard, um, what's the pyramid one? The Luxor? Yeah, the Luxor. I've heard there's a couple of rooms in Luxor that are pretty haunted. That actually might be a good episode idea. I say it's like focus on like almost like passports, like travel guides for certain cities that are really haunted. And I know Vegas has a lot of like Red Fox's house. I, I was down the street from that a couple of times, or I lived down the street from that one. That's allegedly haunted. And then a few of the hotels, like that'd be a good episode to put together some, some haunted places in different kind of popular cities. Hmm. Give people like a travel guy, like, hey, if you're going here and you want to check out some haunted stuff, this is the these are the places. I, I mean, I'm halfway there already. I got some haunted places already. So, well, there you go. We'll we'll look into it. Now, I want to since we went to one of your residences, we're gonna go near nearby one of our other residences. Hmm. This one is Universal Studios, Los Angeles. Ah, yes. So this is nestled in the eerie shadows of sunny Los Angeles, California. Those don't really go together, but... The eerie shadows of a sunny place. Actually, no, I disagree because a lot of people think California is eerie. I'm like, it's just another state there. Well, Melanie, what do you think? You're out there. Yeah, it's... Actually, go and visit whatever Christian's about to say and let us know if it's uh, haunted. Last time I went to California, I went to Universal Studios. Wow. So for those who don't don't know, it lies in the enigmatic... Uh Uh-oh. Hollywood-themed resort Universal Studios. Gotcha. Is what I'm pretty sure we all knew that, but just in case. Just in case. Unbeknownst to many, the grounds on which this cinematic haven stands has a history steeped in the haunting whispers of a bygone era. Mm. Long before the construction of the Visitor's Entertainment Center in 1965, these very grounds bore witness to to the silent spectacles of early cinema. Within the storied walls of Universal Studios where the, the echoes of silence movies once reverberated, a spectral tapestry unfolds. Ghostly apparitions are said to wander, their ethereal forms carrying the weight of cinematic past. Among them, the phantom of actor Lon Chaney materializes. Oh, Lon Cherney or whatever his name was. You don't even know who he is. Hmm. But I'm gonna tell you, Draped in the haunting guise of infamous Phantom of the Opera. A fat. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, you did get the right song. Hmm. A a specter from the days when black and white tales unfolded on silver screen. Cheney's ghost weaves through the studio's history. I have have heard of that ghost before. Hmm. I don't know if you, well, obviously you haven't. You can't even say his name. Yeah, Dick Cheney. Lon Cheney, spelled differently. Lon Cheney. He's an older actor. From, okay. from probably my grandparents' day. Actually, maybe even earlier. Maybe even your day if it was old enough. No, I'm not that old. But the paranormal pageant does not end there. Bro. Whispers in the moonlit corridors tell of an aviator's lingering spirit. A ghostly Avenger from the skies. You just hear, like, randomly, we sit in there and you hear, this is your captain speaking. Like, what the hell? Who said that? No, I hear more like, ah, plop. Oh. Because... He fell out of his plane. Some believe this ethereal aviator met his fate in a tragic plunge from a plane in the ominous year of 1915. I'm not sure what makes it so ominous. Numerology. I guess you're right. Took me a second, but I guess you're right. His ghost forever tethered to the studio grounds cast a spectral shadow over the realm of Universal Studios. Mm. That was kind of a chunk twister. A chung twister? He had chung twister. Lon Chaney had for dinner. Wow. Racist. Somehow racist. It's a drink. A chung twister? Yeah. 
It's got vermouth, a little bit of absinthe, and some South American tequila. Is it called a tongue twister? Because I'm saying chung twister. Yeah, that's what so it's called, you... especially after this third one. Oh, okay. I need another chung twister. That. All right. So as the sun dips below the horizon, the studio's atmosphere takes a chilling turn. The Terror Tram, which is a Halloween attraction, sends shivers down the spines of After Hours employees. Tales abound of disembodied laughter resonating through the air as if children from another realm partake in spectral merriment. Ah, yes. Spectral merriment. I feel like Robin Hood's hanging out there and Mm. Little John. And Little John? Yeah. Robin Hood and Little John. Wasn't that his friend's name? Friar Tuck. Yay! Friar Tuck. Okay, let me get this straight. Did you confuse Friar Tuck with Lil John? Not that little, not Lil John. There's a Little John in some <laughs> kind of L-I-T-T-L-E. Not, oh. li- not, what is it? What's he do? Oh, I don't know what he yeah, does. Yeah. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah. Classic. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm glad you clarified that because this, I was picturing something vastly different. I'll have a couple extra stories, too. And you have a little short one? No. This one I titled, Don't Take the Kids to Daddy Park. Bro. To Daddy Park? D-A-D-D-Y? D-A-D-I. Okay. I was like, don't take them to Daddy Park. I mean. Oh, yeah. I'm probably, there's a good chance I'm saying that wrong, but I'm like, sounds like a place Scott would go. I mean, either Daddy, maybe, or Daddy. (laughs) Venture into the chilling realm near Dadizel, Belgium. Wow. So, say it with a French accent. This is where the, the abandoned park, Daddy Park, you cast a shadow over the desolate landscape. So, like Six Flags New Orleans, it stands in its former glory, glory, frozen in a perpetual state of abandonment. This one's fascinating because it was constructed in 1950 by the priest Gaston de Ver, Daddy Park. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but we did. Well, we didn't. You did. Yeah. It initially beckoned its visitors with a strong religious religious theme, seeking to allure, allure those drawn to near to the nearby basilica. Yet the echoes of piety were silenced in 2002 when the park's gates were sealed shut, sealing within its confines a tragic tale. A young boy in the grip of an unyielding misfortune lost his arm in an incident that left the park forever cursed. And haunted. Too many limbs being ripped off yeah. folks out here. Yeah. And it was haunted by that one arm for the rest of its days. So a legion of paranormal investigators have been drawn to this place. A legion of them? Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. So you, you thought that they were paranormal investors, investigators were like decent people? No, they're a legion. Wow. They're from hell. That's not necessarily what legion means, but I get the reference. What does legion mean in biblical speak? Many. Yeah. So they're from hell. I don't, okay, I don't. Let's okay. just go with the hell part. Okay, makes, sure, yeah. This is a spooky hell. podcast. We can't go to heaven. Well, that doesn't mean that they're from heaven, but it just means there's a lot of them. So some of these ghost hunters who have their fancy ghost hunting equipment. Classic. Claim to have sensed electromagnetic fields. Also disembodied voices. Spectral winds. What are spectral winds? Like winds for no reason, I like guess. ghost farts? Yeah, like it's, the weather doesn't say it's going to be windy, but you live in Alaska, all of a sudden the wind shows up. Like, whoa, whoa, are these spirits around me or what's <laughs> happening? Are these spirits or is this just Alaska? I feel like we should end it in Disneyland. Okay. <laughs> that was like the end of the episode. You're like, I feel like we should end it. We'll see you next week. Yeah.
So since we've been to Disneyland in one of our previous episodes, we're going back to Disneyland. Yay! Going back to Cali. In the eerie realm of Disney's original Californian park in Anaheim, where the echoes of Walt Disney's footsteps still resonate. That was his clock. You don't know what Walt Disney's footsteps sounded like? (laughs) Could have sounded like clocks. That's true. A spectral tale unfolds, claiming the coveted first place on the list of haunted Disney experiences. 16 years senior to to its Floridian counterpart, this historic park holds the secrets that extend far beyond the whimsy of fairy tales. Now, we've talked about this before, but I wanted to bring it up again because this is the episode for it. Mm. The haunted mansion has a ghost, a real ghost. I remember this conversation well. Yeah, the apparition of a young boy who is trapped between the realms of living and the afterlife, thanks to his wonderful mother who met well because the boy loved the haunted mansion as I do, but he died young. So his mother chose to scatter his ashes. I think it was at the exit of the haunted mansion, not even at the entrance. Yeah. Not even like, Hey, nobody's looking for a cup of ashes out. He just gets to high five people as they leave from their fun time. So he sits there at the exit waving to spooked to, to people that think that they just had fake ghost experiences, not realizing that little, see-through boy yeah that little boy at the exit was fascinating how'd you guys do that yeah that was some that was great i could see right through him beautiful but there's also another ghost and this one's at space mountain a red-haired man he weaves his way through the lines or as they say here the queue they say that here i mean oh oh i thought you meant like in alaska i'm like i've literally never heard anyone say a queue yeah head to the queue he he likes to engage unsuspecting parched park patrons in conversation. He's a ghostly charmer with a penchant for disappearing into the inky blackness of the roller coaster, vanishing before the eyes of those who dare to engage with the spectral stranger. How, I mean, you just got to be polite. If a ghost walks up to you and says, hey, how's your day going? You excited to go on the ride? You got to respond. Get away from me, ghost. That's just rude. That is true. And we all, and we've also mentioned it previously that there, Walt Disney's ghost is said, mm. is said to haunt Disneyland. I mean, he just walks the grounds. If nothing. he's just walking the ground, does he really haunt or does he's like, I really like this creation. He likes to meander around his anti-Semitic world of merriment. I don't know that to be a fact, but I don't know which part of that we'll talk about. Whatever part of that statement is or is not fact, in my view, I believe a happy Walt Disney Gets to spend eternity wow. amongst Disneyland. The yeah, land. It'd be really weird if he was anti-Semitic in the afterlife. Did you guys let Jews into my park? <laughs> oh God, this show is off the rails. It's fine, honestly. No, that was a that was a good uh good rundown. Yeah, I, I I'm not sure how many people actually heard the Walt Disney episode because it was one of the summer break episodes, and those summer break episodes did not get a lot of love. But even. some of them were good. Oh yeah, some of them were fantastic. People were just like, "What shorthand stuff? Get out of here!" Yeah, they they want the full Scott and Christian. Yeah, there was a reason we did away with summer break, and we're just like, I guess we'll just run ourselves ragged for you. Yeah, we were like, is that what you desire? We'll give you the full Scott and Christian, so uh, check out our OnlyFans. Yeah, don't check out the full Scott and Christian, all right? Some people uh, appreciate a little modesty. Not us or our listeners, but some people out there, I'm sure. I'm a modest person. Are you? Yeah. That sounds a little demonic, but whatever. 
That's interesting. Those are some uh, interesting finds. Yeah, I didn't know. I don't know about like half of those parks, but the one that is, of course, the weirdest is Gulliver's Travels. It's got to be like that's uh, what a strange well, choice that yeah, is. Yeah, that's one. Of the, there were some other ones that maybe a little more that were more spooky, mm. but that one was just too weird. I was like, yeah, no one's gonna believe this exists unless I say it. I know. Yeah, I've never heard of it. I know. We have to hear Christian say something for us to believe in it. You know what's funny is when you look at they had a big i don't know if it's a statue but it was a maybe a monument but it was basically gulliver sleeping and it was a long pretty large display or that they built up like theme park like where they yeah oversize everything make it fancy there's a picture of gulliver laying on his side and that's just him laying down yeah it's like a huge thing that they built at the park to make you feel like you're the small people i guess so maybe yeah that's kind of weird but, I mean, I guess I would expect nothing less from a theme park surrounding Gulliver's Travels. But to, to uh, it makes more a little bit more sense now because Japan is always trying all these different things and, you know, the, their whole environment. Uh, I find it fascinating. There's plenty of, of cool things that I would love to visit. Japan. Lots of cool things and lots of very weird, I would never think and or dream of doing anything close to that. You know, there, there's a really weird, twisted side of Japanese uh, culture as well. That that's I love that stuff. You love used ven or used panty vending machines? Is that oh, your, no, no, not that kind of stuff. Are you sure, Christian? You want? <laughs> there's some weird I stuff mean, out there that I don't you know. necessarily have a have a negative opinion on the vending machine because in America the guys just buy them straight from the source. That's right. Yeah, it's called supporting small business, Christian. No. Yeah, that's uh, there's weird folks all over the world. I'm not trying to pick on Japan. If anything, I actually really like Japan. I, I like a lot of their culture. I like a lot of a lot of the stuff. Japan has the grave of Jesus. I don't know if you knew about that. The grave of Jesus? Yeah. Sure. It was said that, and the, this is actually a legend in this village that Jesus was able to get out of the area and went to Japan. Yeah, I think his brother was killed in his place, according to this myth. He moved to Japan, married a Japanese woman, and. And settle down. You can go visit the, I think, wherever it was. Maybe it was a monastery that he made. Or exactly. I mean, it's a fascinating story. Yeah. Kind of hard to Completely believe. made up, but sure, yeah, fascinating. All Even the same. for a skeptic like me that believes people traveled during that time period. Well, of course people traveled, but it's just, did they go over travel? That's the real question. I mean, who hasn't wanted to travel like that? And uh-huh. wake up on an island full of little people that had you tied to the sand and Beautiful. Then became your friends in some kind of weird gnome Stockholm syndrome scenario. Any other rhyme that you'd like to attack on to gnome Stockholm syndrome? When I started saying that, it wasn't meant to be a rhyme. But that happens. Yeah, especially all the time. When, yeah, when you're talented like me. Okay, and that just about wraps up this episode. Well, Actually, I want to hear because looking at this, so, there were some obscure stories. Hmm. I want some of our listeners probably have this random little theme park or amusement park that sure. they might have heard some of these yeah you got any urban legends tied to that place friends we want to hear send those into the gang at the freaky deaky.com and uh yeah if you're on the socials if you're on youtube watching this comment below your favorite story comment thumbs up where you're watching from comment a thumbs up or tell no. christian to come at you bro Whatever i will you want, really i will he will he will especially if i've had my pre-workout wow I hear that. Now we're getting creatine involved. Creatine's uh, not really a pre-workout. What is the pre-workout? It's basically like straight caffeine. Oh, yours is just caffeine. And some and a lot of B6. Oh yeah, and maybe some chocolate milk. What? Um, 
Why not, dude? It's got protein. All right. A lot of people work you, out and drink you, chocolate milk, Christian. You okay? cannot do, you do, it is not safe to do squats after drinking chocolate milk. Wow. Are you, if you're lactose intolerant, especially, but which most, that, most people are past uh, the age of 20 something. Wow. I drink chocolate milk and I'm still rocking like a champ for the record. Bro. So, rock, rock in the toilet seat. Yeah, sometimes. But, Get out, demon. Bro. Yeah. So now that we've concluded this on a weird shit take. We need the, uh, I'm closing my chocolate factory forever. That's true. Yeah, we do need that. I'm closing my chocolate factory forever. I'm sorry. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> so, He's so happy when I don't have to hear Jack Sparrow say that anymore. So anyway, thanks guys. We'll see you next week where we're going to be diving into something that is fascinating. And I don't want to spill the beans. Oops, I spilled them. No. So we'll we'll save that for, for next week. Tune in, as always, every Thursday. Fresh episodes. Check out the YouTube. Subscribe. Fresh episodes of Sleep with the Lights on Drop every other Friday. With a bonus story dropping the following day because we just love you that much. Give us your thoughts, send in your stories to the gang at thefreakydeaky.com or leave us a voicemail giving your thoughts on the show or stories of your own to 801-997-0051. And we'll see you right back here next week on the Frinkity Dinkity. Goodbye.